0: Welcome to the Disneyland Forever podcast, your source for all things from the happiest place on earth. For more updates, make sure that you follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Disneyland Forever, and you can check out our website, DisneylandForever.com. Hi, everyone. Hello. It's Jordan. And Daniel. Um, And we are actually recording at Disneyland. As, As we speak. Well, I mean, not in the parks, but we're at the <laughs> Grand California. We're sitting in the middle of <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy ride. Can't you hear it? <laughs> no. Um, with that said, there's a possibility, if you listen really closely in the background, that you might hear World of Color going on, because it's starting in a few minutes outside Or Goofy's Sky School screaming. Or a combination of the two. You don't know. It's a fun week, but that also means that we've been able to you know, get a lot done and see a lot of things firsthand that we'll share with you. But um, speaking of the fact that we're staying at the Grand Californian, we wanted to talk with you guys this week about uh, Disney Vacation Club, DVC. We feel that we have like a somewhat unique take on things since we uh, frequent more of the West Coast not the East Coast, and the vast majority of DVC members are from the East. Uh, So we'll be talking about that and answering some of the questions that you guys sent us in on Instagram. Uh, But first of all, we have a new review on Apple. We do indeed. It's from
1: Sirius. See, this is why I'm glad that I don't read it, because I... Sorry if we are butchering it. Sorry if we are butchering it, but I did my best. Uh, A magical podcast for Disneyland planning. So thankful I have found this podcast. We are planning a March trip to to Disneyland, our first in five years. Jordan and Dan are wonderful. I love the balance of opinion with fact in the (laughs) episodes. They do their research, but also include personal experiences. One of the best things in my opinion about this podcast over many others I have found is that this... Is truly focused on Disneyland. They still talk about other Disney news and compare and contrast with other Disney venues, but they stay on point with Disneyland. The last thing that I think truly sets them apart is whether you are a daily veteran of the parks or a novice looking to plan your first adventure, this podcast is accessible. They don't drone on about things you won't understand. And while they do reminisce about things that used to be at the park, they aren't constantly crapping on the new stuff. (laughs) I love it, and I'm excited to listen to the entire back catalog. Thanks so much for what you guys are doing. Excited for the next episode. Well, thank you so much.
0: This is, I think, the longest review yes. we've had, but we actually really appreciate it. Like, because I mentioned before that we like hearing what you guys enjoy, and uh, it helps us kind of figure out what what you want to hear more of. And so, thank you so much for that. That's we actually kind of made my day when that came through, and you were really excited when you saw it too. Yes. <laughs> so, so this
1: this episode is just about crapping on new things. <laughs> oh, <so> I mean. <laughs> cool. So we also. It, Oh, really quickly before
0: that. Um, So if you haven't uh, given us a like or a, well, sorry, a rating or review on Apple or Spotify, this is your reminder to do so um, because it helps us out so much, not just from understanding what you guys want to hear, but also helps other people find
1: us easier. So we really, really appreciate it. Now, Dan, what did you want to say? So um, we got a message on Instagram from one of our followers, Holly Gare, hopefully I said that right. Um, and she said, she, uh, she's been listening to the podcast and finally jumped over to Insta and followed you. And she was our 1000th follower on Instagram. We finally Yay! hit that milestone. <laughs>
0: know, it took, <laughs> feels like it took a while, but so that's awesome. Thank we're, you. We're grateful that we finally hit that. And I think we're going to be doing a giveaway for that milestone on Instagram the next couple of days. So, if you don't already follow us there, make sure you find it. the handle is in our podcast description. So go uh, make sure that you're following us so you can take part in that, in that giveaway. This we'll is give exciting away for a free us.
1: DVC membership.
0: We are not oh, going okay. to be no, doing, we're not that. doing that. One hundred percent, no. <laughs> Up to four billion points. <laughs> nope, nope, nope. We will not be doing that. No, you might get like a sticker. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! <laughs> well, sticker. I don't know. We'll figure it out. And this why I say look on Instagram. Well, we have a
1: bunch of old Disney DVC crap. We can just mail out like fifty thousand hats and. <laughs> Uh, So do you
0: want our trash? (laughs) No. We will figure it out. Um, So let's get into the news, because like last week, there's... Well, it's not as much like huge news this week, but this one, um, there was an announcement last Thursday, which we had mentioned in our last episode, that like there's probably going to be something coming out on the day this is published. It did. So they announced that... uh, The market? No, what is it? The French Market? Gosh, I almost said the exact wrong thing. The the French Market in New Orleans Square, that quick service restaurant, will be closing on uh, February. I want to say February seventeenth, but I don't think that's correct. Um, It'll be closing for their good portion of the year, and it's going to become. uh, It's going to be coming. It's going to become. There we go. I can't speak. uh, Oh, February. Yeah, 17th is when it will close. And it will become Tiana's Palace. So uh, people had been guessing about this for a while. And I think this is, it's bittersweet. I love the French market, but Tiana's Palace really fits New Orleans Square feel. It's still going to be quick service. Uh, Tiana will not be there. It's not going to be character dining. She'll be around New Orleans Square. Both the French market and the Mint Julep Bar will close at the same time. They will both reopen, quote, later this year, um, but they are not planning any changes to the mint julep bar. Um, That one's going to remain exactly the same, but the French market will become Tiana's
1: Palace. And it looks pretty cool in the concept art. Indeed. So um, It's just a weird announcement to me that they did it after they'd already said all this stuff that they're going to be doing and opening new shops, but they're like, oh, and by the way, a restaurant.
0: Another thing, blink and you miss it, uh, but Magic Keys, as of this recording, were on sale again. Everything but the Enchant Key was available for sale, but probably by the time you're listening to this, it's not on sale anymore. Who knows?
1: But that's why you should follow us on Instagram and the Facebooks. We'll try to let you know. (laughs) Because we try to do things quickly there. So that's,
0: yeah, that... I was actually surprised it t- came up that soon. I didn't think that they were going to do it like a week after they said, oh, we'll sell Magic Keys again periodically throughout the year. A week <laughs> later, here they are. So if you, are, again, are in, we mentioned this a few weeks ago, the last time they did this, if you were in the market for a Magic Key, you got to just keep peeled, keep your eyes peeled um, every so often it, it on might be good. Instagram. Yeah, it
1: might be good to follow multiple... Things mm-hmm. including Disneyland's official thing, like yeah, just have a whole bunch of stuff on your Instagram. So
0: follow actually their magic key Instagram.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh even if you're not a magic key holder, because they actually they announced it through there. They didn't announce it on Disney oh, really? Disneylands. Nope, they announced it through the magic key. Hmm. Yep. Um
1: <laughs> you wanted to talk about that So one. yeah. Randomly we are not seeing Fantasmic this trip because they just closed it for like two weeks. I don't know why. No one knows why.
0: Well, it wouldn't have made sense this week. Disneyland's closing at like eight and nine PM every night this week for some reason.
1: It, that could be part of it because that they're um, and the weird weird thing is when we were at Disneyland today, they had signs all over that said the stores will close promptly with the park as well, not staying open for an hour like they usually yeah, do. So maybe it's uh, the the castle is only slightly taken down from. <laughs> Christmas still. They're so. in the
0: process of converting, getting it ready for the Disney 100
1: celebration. So maybe there's some sort of construction stuff or filming of something. Who knows? So
0: Other weird construction stuff. Um, if you hadn't already heard, Adventureland is a dead end right now. <laughs> um, you cannot walk through Adventureland. If you enter Adventureland through the um, central hub, that's pretty much the only way you can get there. You have access to... The, the parts inside Adventureland you have access to are the Tropical Hideaway, the Adventureland Bazaar, the Jungle Cruise, and the Bengal Barbecue, and that's it. There's a gigantic wall <laughs> in the middle that you can't get past. So And then same thing coming from New Orleans Square. You cannot go from New Orleans Square into Adventureland. You have to go around. So it's causing some weird traffic issues. All right now no one's 100 percent certain why this is or how long it will be going some people are guessing it has to do with the ref- refurbishment on indiana jones but no one's really
1: really sure why so and in dca news uh they've quietly started uh turning pacific wharf into san Francisco. they're yeah there's just they started draining the water away
0: there and that, yeah, people the other day were just asking, wondering, like, "Hey Disney, why is the waterway drained at Pacific Wharf?" And they said, "Oh, yeah, this is construction to for turning it into San Francisco." We're like,
1: "Oh, we shall see you when and how quickly that goes." Mm-hmm. And also, the Lunar New Year starts this week, so if you're around go on January twentieth, go check that out. The day we are not here, yes, and we, we timed do. that out real well. I did not know that when I, I booked it. I didn't. It's just
0: <laughs> that's our luck with things. Yep. So, um. I, we mentioned the Lunar New Year before. If you want to know more about that, check out uh, Disney's webpage. It's just a little celebration. That's just a lot of fun. Um, I actually outside our um, outside our room this morning. I actually saw them doing some. Um...
1: Oh, and there's World of Color stars. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway,
0: I saw uh, them practicing some of the, one of the shows, street shows for the Lunar New Year celebration. So hmm. it's pretty fun. Cool. Um, if you're going to be around the next month, something to look forward to. I'm gonna make a quick little interjection here because since we recorded this, something else um, has come up. So I'm sure you've probably heard that Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, which will be opening on the 27th at, of January at Disneyland, it is officially confirmed now they're going to be using a virtual queue, similar to what they did back when Rise of the Resistance first opened. So, in order to join the virtual queue, you have to join in the Disneyland app. That is the only way to join. And the queue will open up at 7 a.m. and at 1 Um, p.m. The process for joining the virtual queue has gotten way simpler since they first started doing this. So the app will walk you through it really well. The only thing you have to do is make sure that your whole group has their tickets all linked into one person's account before you begin. But um, you will have to use the virtual queue in order to ride Runway Railway or you can purchase an individual lightning lane that will also be available for that ride. So that will bring the total number of individual lightning lanes in the Disneyland Resort up to three. Um, That is a new thing they just barely announced this week, so I wanted to include that in there. And uh, as we get going into the rest of the episode, we mention at the end... It gets complicated. Welcome to Disney Vacation Club. Stick with us. I promise you, it's totally worth it. I, I can tell you this, after having already edited the whole thing and listening to it, it's fine.
1: You've got this. So now, getting to our main story of the uh, podcast episode. So, what is Disney Vacation Club? Um, so, essentially, it's a Vacation Club—that's Disney. Oh, thank you. End of episode. <laughs> uh, so it's essentially a timeshare. Um, they have to technically say that when they do any sort of promotional stuff. Um, it's far less restrictive than any regular timeshare you will have uh, seen or other companies. You're not locked into a
0: specific resort. You're not locked into a specific like, time yeah, of one year. week.
1: Or yeah, you don't share a. It's not a room that you go to and share with other families or whatnot. It's kind of um, like a timeshare meets a hotel. Yeah, it's it's, it's interesting. So uh, you'll hear points is the main word of DVC, and that's because it's very important. So um, you buy points when you join DVC, um, and then you use points to book the rooms. Um, Every room has a, costs a certain number of points per night,
0: so it kind of becomes like the currency of DVC. Yep.
1: Um, so, depending on which resort you buy, um, there's home resorts. Uh, so, and they they do it with each new uh, Disney Vacation Club resort that they build. Um, and so, when they, they first, new points. yeah, when they first uh, build a new resort, they sell them uh, for fifty-year allotments. So you're buying a contract that you will own this timeshare for 50 years. If you buy late into it, then it's less than that, so you'll have to ask... um, It's 50 years from the date the resort opened. Yeah. Um, And then, so you... When you buy these points, like, say you buy 150 points, which we'll talk about in a little bit, um, you get 150 points each year to use uh, to be able to book your stays. Um, You can put them some of those points onto the next year's use year if you don't use them. You can also it's borrow banking. That's called banking. It's called banking. Um, or you can get points from future years, including up to all the way down if you like really want your points. Uh, you can Which is, uh, it's called borrowing. Yep. Um so there are special Disney Vacation Club resorts. So the resorts um that you'll find the vast
0: majority of them are in Florida. Um, there are DVC Villas. Some of these resorts I'm mentioning, they are just DVC resorts. Some of them, there are DVC Villas as part of the hotel. There is the Grand Floridian, uh, Bay Lake Tower, which is at the Contemporary Resort, uh, the Polynesian. The uh, Wilderness Lodge has two, Copper Creek and, I say crick, sorry, and <laughs> <Yeah>. Creek <laughs> and Boulder Ridge. Then there is the Riviera the uh, The Riviera Resort, the Old Key West Resort, Saratoga Springs Resort, uh, at Animal Kingdom Lodge. There's both Kidani Village and Jumbo House, and then uh, Saratoga Springs. Saratoga Springs. I already said. Didn't I? I already said Saratoga Springs. Did you? Oh, maybe. Yeah. And then there's the Beach Club and the Boardwalk, and I think I have named I them all in all Florida at Disney at Disney World. At Disney World. <laughs> Then there's the Grand Californian here in Florida. <laughs> here in California. <laughs> I'm doing real good. And then... The colder, less
1: humid, I think it's because, less I, flat wherever. Florida. Oh,
0: gosh. <laughs> and then um, there's, um, there are three resorts that are not at theme parks. In Florida, there's the Vero Beach Resort, which is on the coast. In South Carolina, there's the Hilton Head Island Resort. And then in Hawaii, there is Aulani. On the west coast of Oahu. Yep. And so those are the official Disney Vacation Club resorts.
1: So yeah, when you buy points, you own you own those at a particular, quote, home resort. You can book um, vacations uh, to stay at your home resort up to 11 months in advance, which is super nice. You can also use your points to book at any Disney Vacation Club resort up to seven months in advance. So that does cause some issues if you're trying to go to one certain place. So we'll talk about some of the drawbacks later. Um, There are different types of rooms when you book them. So the cheapest ones, well, there's the absolute cheapest are the um, Tower, Studios. Tower Studios, which are only they're at, made for two people. Yeah, only at the Riviera, and then soon to be at the Disneyland Hotel. I didn't
0: mention that. Yeah, the Disneyland Hotel oh, yeah, is yeah. about <laughs> to have an um, the second DVC resort in California at the Disneyland
1: Hotel. Yeah, and that'll play into one what we're saying if you're considering stuff later. So. Then there's all um,
0: bigger than the tower studio is the deluxe studio. That's the most common small one. That fits four to five, depending on the resort. Yeah, it's a queen size bed and a pullout. Typically. Um, And then there are usually one bedrooms, which sleep anywhere from four to five. Then there are two bedrooms, and they can sleep anywhere from eight to ten people. It depends on the resort. And most have three bedroom villas, which sleep 12.
1: Um, or there's kind of equivalents at, at the Polynesian, there's these things called bungalows, which are on the water. The bungalows are actually <laughs> equivalents to two bedrooms. Oh, that's true. Because they um, don't sleep as many people. And then there's the co- beach cottages at Vero Beach, which were really cool when
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> we stayed there. Copper Creek has the cabins. Yep. Um, there's different ones at different places. Like I, we could go into really big detail, but it's just going to get confusing because
1: mostly it's, mostly it's studio, one bedroom, two bedroom, three bedroom. Think of it that way
0: typically. And then if there's anything else, it's out of the ordinary specific to that resort usually. So what are the benefits of? Let's see. I think these are one of the yeah, questions because yeah, yeah, we asked you guys questions. for questions um, on Instagram and major troublemaker, who we know exactly <laughs> who this is. Hi, Jaden. Um, what are the perks that come with DVC? Are there unique
1: experiences that come with being a member? Yes. So when when you want to become a, a DVC member, uh, you have to purchase um, at least 100 points minimum for, for if you if you're not a member yet. Um, if you want the perks of being a DVC member, where you get a membership card, there's discounts and stuff. You can you have to at least get 150 points or more. So yeah, you can get discounts. Um, I think it's usually 10. percent Yeah, 10 to 15 percent, depending. I, on I think where it's 10 percent it yeah. um, at both Disneyland and Walt Disney World. On food, many many food locations. Lots um, of merchandise. Lots of merchandise. Um, there's this thing called Moon not Moonlight Magic.
0: Yep. They're um, member-only nights. They close one of the theme parks uh, early, and then only Disney Vacation Club members get to go in and just have a lot of fun. They usually only have one of those nights in California. It's usually at California Adventure. And then they have a few every year in Florida. We've never been
1: able to go, <laughs> but we've heard really fun things that they're really cool And there's special member only, uh, DVC member only cruises on Disney Cruise Line. Um, at Epcot, uh, upstairs in the Imagination Pavilion, there is a DVC member lounge that has um, unlimited drinks, uh, non-alcoholic drinks, and snacks. some snacks, and just a place to relax and charge your phones. They're going to have air a, They're, they're going to
0: have a very similar location in Tomorrowland at Disneyland coming soon.
1: Upstairs of what sort of used to be the above the Star Wars launch Star Wars bay. launch bay. So those are, there are some benefits. Um, and also, when you check into your hotel,
0: they yeah. say, welcome home.
1: Yep, it's a Disney thing. So. It
0: just feels so magical. We're like, that's right, my home is Disney.
1: We confused our Uber driver yesterday. He's like, he do you so live confused. here? <laughs> <He's> like, <laughs> like <"I> no. <laughs> it's what the DVC people say. So that is a very common phrase. Um,
0: um, but yeah, you need to have at least 150 points uh, in order to
1: receive those benefits. Not the welcome home thing. They'll say that. <laughs> kind of in general... D- have, owning DVC saves you money. They they advertise uh, up up to forty percent is like the main Disney line there for uh, saving. If you look at like the exact type of room you'd be paying for. Uh, Just out of pocket versus DVC members.
0: Keeping in mind those resorts that we listed off that are DVC resorts, you notice they are all like deluxe resorts. They're
1: just a little expensive. They are not (laughs) the Pop Century. There is no DVC at Pop Century or the Comfort Inn. Yeah.
0: (laughs) So just keep that in mind as well. All right. Our next question came in from All In for Disney,
1: and they asked for a breakdown of expenses. Is it worth it? So that is a very interesting question. Um, so here's the here's the expenses. So there's the first time you buy DVC. Uh, if you are if you've never owned it before, you have to at least buy a hundred points. That's bare minimum. The hundred fifty points, as we said, is if you want the benefits, the member benefits. Um, so. It also depends on which resort you buy, because um, they're all different. They're right? all different. There's the like Vero Beach and Hilton Head are only like 160 dollars per point uh, for the 50 year contract ish, whatever years. Um, so th- probably the new uh, the Disney the new Disneyland hotel. Uh, addition will be about three hundred dollars per my point. Guess. That's so most of them are around two hundred and something to three hundred point point uh, dollars per point. So, um, for the fifty years, so if you do the math, uh, that is uh, so depending on the resort, um, you will spend around thirty to forty five thousand dollars to buy one hundred and fifty points. buy One hundred fifty. Okay. So. Um, and then I kind of did the math too to try and like help you figure out what does that even mean? <laughs> like, what are these point things? It's around each point is six dollars a year. There's also monthly dues. So since there's the upkeep of the rooms and the properties, and with since you're buying an actual like uh you're buying a. You essentially of, have property. Yeah, property.
0: Um, it's like va- it's con- it's considered vacation property. You do get like a vacation home deed when you, you
1: purchase. The the dues are around eight dollars per point per year. Um, so that they, I think you can pay it either yearly or monthly. I do the monthly, so that ends up for as many points as we have. We have like six hundred points, eight hundred points total. More than that. Uh. It ends up being about 150 or $200 a month or something for the dues. Um, and then also there is, if you ever stay in Aulani, if you ever use the points, there they have a what's called transient tax. Um, that your points do not cover. Yeah, your points don't cover. And so sends, even though like when you go there, you're not like paying anything out of pocket because you've already had the points, but you still have to pay some money there, it ends up being about... I think 10, it's like 20. 30, I don't
0: know. Oh, oh, yeah, it is like $10 like a night
1: or something 10, like that. 10, 20, 30. It depends on how many points you use, actually. It's kind of a weird formula, but just be aware that there's extra cost if you stay at Alani.
0: It's just weird because every other resort, once you pay with points, it's all inclusive except for Aulani.
1: And it's just it's a state of Hawaii thing that the points just don't cover that transient tax. Okay. So let's say, um, so when you stay at a Disney, a DVC resort, it varies on which resort you're at, it varies the time of year. On average, a deluxe studio is fifteen to thirty points per night. Oh well, yeah, yeah, something like that. Um, A one bedroom, maybe twenty to fifty per night. A two bedroom, you you get the idea. Yeah, so it it goes up. So you have to kind of do the math. That's about the breakdown of expenses for you. What you can
0: expect, anyway, for um, what. It's all going to a lot depend on how many points you want to pay for. As minimum 100, you can go and have as
1: many points as you want. And the more points you get, the more you're going to be spending per month. Honestly, 100 is not going to do you a lot per year if you go to Disney a lot. So um, aren't one follower, Carrie, I'm going to really butcher this possibly,
0: Carrie Vachko um, wants just like a very general idea. She wrote, monthly pricing, I think this is supposed to be referring to Disneyland Hotel versus the Grand Californian. So can we just get like a very basic idea of what that might, what the comparison might be?
1: Yeah, so... It's
0: kind of hard. (laughs) I will tell you, it is. uh, that's a very difficult question to answer if you know about... uh, uh, I get where the question's coming from, but it's actually more difficult to answer than you think
1: yeah I mean, if you stay at the Disneyland Hotel any average night, it's what five hundred dollars six hundred dollars a night, and then Grand Californian's about eight hundred dollars a night. If you do d v c that does save you money because it's it depends if you do the uh the deluxe studio, it's much cheaper. It's probably out like only two hundred dollars a night so
0: yeah, but it's difficult to really answer that well because it's it's just not a straight over-cost comparison. It seems, from outside DVC, it seems like that would be a pretty easy comparison. It really isn't, because DVC, as we've mentioned, you're thinking like 50 years out, long-term investment investment into this, whereas when you're just booking a hotel stay, it's just a right-up-front payment. So it's actually very difficult to make that comparison, but if you're looking into staying at those sorts of resorts over and over again, DVC can actually
1: save you money in the long run. Yes. And honestly, if you really want to do DVC, um, I would probably recommend, depending on your family, you'd probably want to get, like, 300 points a year. That's, like, a good working number. The, the 100 is pretty minimal. You'd probably only stay two or three nights in a, in a year. I think that leads
0: into this last question. Uh, J, I hate that I'm probably butchering names. Jay Blassom? Blassom? Sure. Blasem. Um What things do you need to consider before you're buying? So that's actually one thing is that you need to consider how many points are going to be necessary for you and your family to f- feel like you're actually getting your points worth
1: every year. Yeah. And the, doing the loans is totally doable. Um, you don't have a loan for the entire 50 years. It's however much you work out with Disney. So you can do the math if it, if you just do a monthly supplement to whatever you're paying, kind of like your mortgage. Um, but make sure you try and think how often do you Really go to a Disney resort, to Disneyland by itself. If you go to if you plan to go to Florida a ton or even like once or twice a year. Yeah. Or even once a year or even once every couple of years, it's probably worth it for you because there's a lot of options and it saves a lot of money or
0: if you're willing to like go to the non theme park resorts Vero Beach, Hilton Head, Aulani and you're probably going to visit one or more of those a year.
1: If you go to Hilton Head and stay at a studio off peak, I think the lowest I found was like 8, eight points. points. Yeah. <laughs> so it it yeah, there's there's it can there be similar options. with um, with Vero Beach. But it really depends on what you want to do. If you're a Californian or a West Coaster, and you only want to do Disneyland, difficult. It's difficult now. It might be better with
0: um, the Grand the new... Californian. Like here's another thing: you just you're never going to find points for the Grand Californian. They are the hot ticket <laughs> to for, buy for DVC. Plus, right now,
1: though, I think they're only like 40 year contracts because it's been so long that they've yeah. So it's it, we got
0: some out of the end luck, of this but... year. They're going to be selling stuff for the Disneyland Hotel. Yeah. So that'll be that'll, that's a
1: game changer because it's a big hotel, um, who knows how many dollars a point we we'll, we think it'll probably a 300, but, but like for us, um, the reason that you'll see
0: so few DVC members on the West coast is because since there are, there's only been one DVC resort in California. And so if you can't get into there, which it's difficult to get in, um, often if you're, do- if you're, if this isn't your home resort, and so then people just don't feel that it's
1: worth it. Yeah, that's the hard thing like I was saying before if you if you're, if you're going to Disney World, totally easy. Yeah. And yeah, and even with so the 7 month thing like I said before, if you're if you look at any sort of DVC calendar, um, the the moment a day comes up and it's that 7 months, the the room's gone because everyone wants to get it. So um it also be thinking if you plan to ever go to Aulani on in Hawaii on Oahu because if you do it once even every few years it can save you money that way. Yeah. Um, honestly, ask yourself: Is are these kind of uh, more expensive resorts somewhere where you would ever consider staying, uh, within the next five, 10 years of your life. Not a DVC member, like not yeah, as a DVC just tour. in general. Like, do you always try to scrimp, always stay at a comfort Inn that's five miles away from Disneyland or an Airbnb. and <laughs> hitchhike there and stay at your Airbnb and eat scraps off the ground. DVC is probably not for you. Absolutely not. <laughs> um, but if you do plan to splurge even once or twice a year, uh, and you, within what the the places we said uh, you want or to go even to, even if
0: you're thinking like the Paradise Pier slash Pixar Place Hotel, even in that budget range, yeah, it, that would be it. Okay. Will
1: save you money. Yeah. So just try and budget it all out. Uh, ask yourself: Do you plan to go to a nice resort at least once a year? And yeah. are willing to travel other places? Um,
0: some things that can help you kind of justify the price. Um, What's the name of the other company that DVC partners with? Uh, I want to say it's like WCI or something like that. RCI. RCI. It's another timeshare company that DVC partners with, you can use your DVC points to book through them, which they are significantly cheaper, and they can just stay at regular timeshares around the world. Yeah, all over the world. Um, pretty much any country in every state. Yeah, so, it's, yeah, so there's we've, that, we've that never that done it, but. No, but we have no people who have. You also, um, I don't, I can't remember the terminology for, terminology for this, but it, you, if you feel like you're not going to use up all your points in a use here, you can basically, like, Charge like charge people to stay in the room for you. Like you can, there are third parties that do this. It's not a resale. That's what I keep thinking in my head, but it's not a resale. Um, yeah, I think it's just rent my rent your. Points, yeah, you can just there we out. go. <laughs> yeah, you can just rent your points out. So basically, you can do it yourself. You can. Um, book a room for somebody else and then have them pay you for the room or there are websites and third parties that will do this for you and so you can actually recoup some of your costs that way if it's like this year we never used our points and some of them are going to expire instead you can do this and then you don't have to worry about them expiring you get some money out of it Those are like
1: it, it's yeah, just as little things that you can do. I think the rules are now you can't bank your full points each year I think it's 50% I don't. Think, is it? Is that? I thought it, it was anything, but they're only good for one year. Oh, that's right. Yeah, if you bank your points, those
0: points that you bank have to be used before that the next, next year. year. Yeah. Um, otherwise, they just expire. And yeah, you we we've never
1: them. rented them out
0: or stuff, but no. um, but it is <laughs> it is an option that you have um, if you're worried about that. But if if you're on the fence about it. I would next time you're in the parks go and talk to a DVC salesperson. You see them all over the place in the parks and just go and talk with them and say like I have some questions. It's completely honestly and I know that we're saying this and you're probably like I've been to a uh, uh, timeshare pitch before thing. and they're not they're very pushy.
1: DVC are not pushy. They are not pushy <laughs> at all. We got we got roped into it because we were so excited by it because we go to <laughs> Disney, but yeah, they did not we never felt like they were
0: twisting our arms to do anything. And usually I don't know what they offer now, but they offer you some stuff to make it worth your while. It's probably going to be like a gift card or something. We, we did this a number of years ago. So they offered us fast Fast passes. passes.
1: What are those? (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) The good old days. But, uh, and seriously, you can just talk with them. They might even just invite, like, set up a time for you to come over to the Grand Californian or to, if you're on another um, coast or whatever, they go over to a showroom and show you around the rooms and then talk with you about things. And then you can kind of get a better idea. If you're just still like hemming and hawing and thinking, I don't know, this seems a bit much, it may be that it is. It probably is. is,
1: yeah. But if you think you can afford a few hundred dollars a month for a loan, into your extra budget, um, and you go to Disney a lot, look into it at least.
0: Yeah, um, this is something that we mentioned. The reason we feel like we have a little bit of a more unique take is because we st- spend most of our time on the West Coast. And honestly, we actually, although we stay at the Grand Californian a lot, I think that we stay in Walt well, Disney World resorts using our DVC points more often.
1: Yeah, that's all we do at Walt Disney World. So.
0: Um, yeah, Whereas at Disneyland, it's maybe half the time we're able to get into the Grand Californian on our trips. And so we had to really justify it to ourselves. We Well, not to ourselves, but we had to like... We really had to sit there and think, is this worth it, the way that we do things? And it does work out for us because we go to Florida a lot. We go to Hawaii a lot. We go to Vero Beach a lot.
1: <laughs> we just, we were going to try it once, and then we found out, oh, it's actually pretty cool.
0: Um, and so it works out for us that it's it's saving us money. But we also can sit there and tell you, if you don't live in Florida, it's a big question mark. And it's things it to It will probably about.
1: change with this new – so the new uh, Disneyland Hotel – Tower is yep. supposed to, there's going to be selling points at the end of 2023 and then it opens early 2024.
0: Yeah. And so that'll make things a little bit easier, but, you know, just go talk to a DVC representative if you're even thinking that this is something you might actually go for and they can answer your questions in greater detail and get into the finances and nitty gritty. We are not going to try and do that because we're not professionals. No. And they, that.
1: and they will, if you are interested, they will calculate everything out for you too. So. Very easily. Yeah. Very easily. So, um, so if you need just the numbers, crunched. I know this is like a lot of information. And if you're
0: like, wow, I thought DVC was easy to understand, it's not. It's not. <laughs> if you're also like, I listened to this whole thing and I'm not 100% certain I understand what they you're just talked about, fine. you're fine. <laughs> DVC it can be
1: complicated. <laughs> DVC, points, Disney, home, home, welcome home, <laughs> non home resort. <laughs>
0: There's nothing that makes sense about it. It's totally fine. Um, yeah, you, on the outside, it just seems like, oh, this is so easy. And then you get into it, and you're like, no, it's not. Um, but at least it's less restrictive than regular timeshares, so. I think that's why it's so complicated, is because there's, it. yeah, the way that it works makes it complicated. But it works out so easily for you. It's like booking another hotel. It's just like that.
1: But hopefully that answered some of your questions. We got the questions on Instagram. Um... If you, if this is, if none of this is for you, then you can always work with our partners at Getaway Today. The links in the description. And just stay at normal hotels. Stay at normal hotels if you want to. The, the little cheap ones, the little shacks. <laughs>
0: <laughs> They're not shacks. <laughs> um, and then, as we mentioned before, make sure that you leave us a rating or review. Make sure you also subscribe to our podcast so that you can get new episodes as they come out. And uh, follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, the handles are in the description. At Disneyland Forever. Uh, again, sorry that this was just like really heady, but this is just how DBC is. Promise, we won't do anything quite so heady, <laughs> and cerebral in the future. Well, we will warn you, ample warning <laughs> when that happens. But at any rate, we will see you guys next time.
1: Bye. Bye.